The financial statements of your business are your business stories. The words of those stories are made up of numbers. Figuring out what they mean can be a daunting task for any business owner. Understanding those stories helps you to see how your business is performing financially, giving you clarity and insight into your past, present and future. In this week's podcast, I'm going to break down some common financial statements every business owner should know, including the profit and loss, the balance sheets, and the cash flow statements. After listening, you're going to have a basic understanding of what these financial documents are all about and what they mean for your business. You're listening to the I Hate Numbers podcast with Mahmood Reza. The I Hate Numbers podcast mission is to help your business survive and thrive by you better understanding and connecting with your numbers. Number loving care is what it's about. Tune in every week. Now here's your host, Mahmood Reza. Hi folks, welcome to another weekly episode of I Hate Numbers, the podcast that's there to help you increase your financial awareness, improve your cash mindset, help you make more money, save tax and time. What's not to love about that? Let's crack on with the podcast. Your financial statements gives you insight and clarity and gives you an understanding of where you stand currently and what the future holds for your business. The first statement we're going to explore is what's called the cash flow statement. And by cash, we're talking about money that comes into your bank account and goes out of your bank account. Whatever your business form is, whether you are a private or not-for-profit business, cash will be floating around your business. The importance of cash is such that it makes sure that you can continue for now, continue for the future, carry on paying those operating costs, paying off loans, surviving and carrying forward. What we call liquidity is really critical. Now let's think about the bank account and where that money comes from, first of all. And by the way, folks, when I talk money, I'm interchanging that with cash. Cash and money, to me, are one of the same thing. Now the cash that comes into your business could be from money that you borrowed from lenders. It could be your own personal funds that you're injecting into the business. It could be cash that's being received from customers to who you sold goods and services. That cash could either be on sales that you've made on that current day, or it could be on credit sales where you may give somebody, say, 30 days in which to pay for those goods and services, and that cash eventually comes in. The cash could also come from grants. The cash could also come from selling surplus items in your business, like computers and IT equipment and machinery that you no longer need. As far as the cash flow statement is concerned, we're not differentiating what it refers to. If it's cash, it goes in there. We typically might organise that by whether it relates to cash that comes from our day-to-day business operations, whether that cash comes from money that we borrowed from lending, whether the cash is coming from our own funds, whether the cash comes from what we call asset sales. Now, the flip side, cash also leaves your business and the cash that leaves your bank account could go on a variety of things. It could go for paying those costs of operating your business, typically your overheads, your wages, your freelancer costs, advertising and the like. It will be going to pay suppliers for goods and services that you've acquired. Now, in the same way that we dealt with sales, it could be that you buy goods and services from a supplier who gives you time to pay for those bills, gives you maybe 30 days, so the cash that leaves the bank account will go towards the settlement for paying those suppliers. The cash will leave your business for paying off loans. It could go for rewarding yourself by way of dividends, for purchasing assets, 
cash will go on a variety of things. Now, the importance of this cash statement is it shows what is called liquidity. Fundamentally, there's a truism in anything to do with finance that if you do not have access to cash resources, if you do not have adequate cash, your business will not survive. Paradoxically, you can survive without making a profit in your business, more of that later on, but you cannot survive if you do not have sufficient adequate cash flow. The second statement I want to concern myself with is something called, and this has a variety of terms which accountants are often wanting to do, is to give multitude of terms of the same thing, but this statement is called a profit and loss, a P&L, an income and expenditure account. And again, whether you're a private business, a not-for-profit, a social enterprise or a charity, you will have one of these statements for your organisation and business. Now, this statement fundamentally shows us one of our most common primary performance indicators, and that is called profit. Obviously, hopefully, our business is making a profit. If it's not, then a loss will be shown. Now, this statement differs to the cash statement because it's showing the results of what is called your economic activity for a time period. So if you're a business that draws up its annual accounts between the 1st of January and the 31st of December, when you produce your profit and loss statement, you're going to be fundamentally showing three key numbers. You're going to be showing the value of your turnover, And that's the financial value of the goods and services that you've sold to customers during that year. Now, it makes no difference whether your customers have paid you for those goods and services. It's the value of the goods sold. So, for example, if I sell some accounting services to somebody and I charge them the sum of £1,000, whether they pay me this year or next year makes no difference. I still have generated £1,000 worth of turnover. That turnover could come from fundamentally your goods and services, but it also could come from ancillary income, such as interest in your bank account, ancillary income from maybe some rent from any surplus premises that you might have. Underneath that, we then have to record the expenses and the costs of operating our business. And those costs will typically be subdivided into two broad categories. There are what are called cost of sales or direct costs. So if I'm a retailer, That figure will represent and be made up of the goods that I've acquired and sold on to my customers. If I'm a manufacturer, those cost of sales or direct costs will be the cost of manufacturing the product, the labour costs involved. All those will be taken into account because the first profit figure that I'm going to be displaying in my profit and loss or P&L to give it its short acronym is the gross profit that I've generated. Now remember, The profit and loss is a statement over a period of time showing the economic activity which results in the profit that you're generating. Now, in addition, I will have a variety of expenses, what some people might call overheads or support costs, operating costs. Notice the variety of language that exists to describe the same thing. Now, that could be things like payment for wages of my support staff, my sales team. It could be expenses in respect of advertising, renting any premises that I might occupy, delivery costs to my customer, pay the accountant's fee, let's not forget that one. There's a whole bunch of items that will be included in that. I will group those together. And remember, I'm not talking about necessarily how much I physically paid in cash for those items. I'm talking about the amount of the expenditure that I have incurred. So for example, if I am advertising my products, 
and I receive an invoice from the advertiser for a thousand pounds. I'm obsessed with that one thousand pounds. Whether I pay that bill in my current financial year or not is irrelevant. That's a bill that I've incurred for the advertising. I include that as an expense item. Now, when I match those two, I'm going to be then showing my operating or my net profit that I've generated. So your profit and loss statement, in this example, over a 12-month period, shows the results of your business activity and how that results in a financial measure of economic activity, which is a primary performance of success, which is your profit. Now, profit is not the only measure of success, but it's certainly one of the most common ones, and it's certainly one that should not be ignored. Now, the good thing about a profit and loss account and its recommended practice, we can break this down for shorter time periods. So financial statements prepared on an annual basis are pretty useless for managing and running your business. You need those statements broken down into, say, monthly performance statements, and therefore they give you much more insight. In a future podcast, we're going to be looking more so on the management of the business and what information needs to flow through. So we've dealt with the cash flow statement showing money in and out of the bank account, important for liquidity, to show the availability of ability to continue and to invest in the future. We've looked at the profit and loss statement, which shows the results of our business activity and how that translates into a financial measure of success, namely the profit. Now, the last statement is called a balance sheet. Now, if you've come across that term before, it doesn't mean that the thing has to balance. What fundamentally is, it's a statement. And to explore that, I'd like to take us on a journey in a personal capacity. Let's assume that you decide that you wish to take a break from work, break from your normal life, and you decide to go travelling and on walkabout. Now, in order to finance that trip, you need to gather and get together some funds. And those funds, typically, you'll need to collect some cash. So, what you're going to do you're going to sell anything that you have in your household, in your life, that has a financial value. So it might be household furniture, your house, your car. It could be items of furnishings that you no longer need, and you decide to sell those. Those items, by the way, collectively are called assets. On the other side, because you're an honourable person, you decide to pay off any debts that you may have. You want to leave the country with a clean slate. So you pay off your credit cards, your bank loans, any student loans that you may have. Any amounts of debts that you have, you pay those over. Now, ideally, you want to make sure you've got money left over. So you've got a surplus of assets over debt. And that fundamentally, ladies and gentlemen, is a human personal balance sheet. If we translate that to the world of your business... For assets, substitute those for things like machinery that you've acquired, computer and IT equipment, take into account money in your bank account. There could be assets such as money that you are owed from customers, and collectively, those are assets in your business. Those assets, by the way, can be intangible, non-physical, like goodwill, research and development. Now, on the other side, companies also have debts. There's money owing to suppliers, money that's owing for unpaid wages. There could be money owing on loans and HP agreements. Likewise, a company and a business will organise that balance sheet to list the assets, to list the debt, and the difference is on paper their financial worth. Now, two things to observe. The balance sheet is a snapshot in time. So it's not measuring activity over a period of time. All it's merely saying is, at one single point in time, and if we take the example that we discussed earlier with somebody with a financial year ending December 20, on the last day of December, 
I'm literally going to produce a list showing the assets of my business and my debt or liabilities as it's sometimes called at that same point in time. I'm not showing the position on the 1st of January or 30th of December, it's purely the 31st of December. The importance of the balance sheet is because it shows strength, it shows viability, it shows the ability to sustain. Very valuable document for lenders. If I've got lots of assets, relatively little debt, it shows I've got a good financial position, a good financial strength, and that's a good tick sign for lenders. Now, if I've got lots of debt, more debt than I've got assets, I've got potential problems here, which I need to address. So folks, let's summarize. We've got a cash flow statement that shows us about liquidity, the importance of cash. Absolutely critical that we understand the cash, where it comes from and where it's going. We've got a performance statement, which is called a P&L or profit and loss or income and expenditure, which shows us the profit or loss that we've generated over a period of time. And lastly, we've got the balance sheet. In other terminology, it's sometimes called a position statement, and it shows the assets and the debt of a business at a single point in time. Folks, I hope you found this podcast useful. I'd love to hear your feedback and comments. Remember to subscribe to this podcast so I can share more value and things of relevance for you and your business to help it grow and sustain. Until next week, have a fantastic week. We hope you enjoyed this episode and appreciate you taking the time to listen to the show. We hope you got some value. If you did, then we'd love it if you shared the episode. We look forward to you joining us next week for another I Hate Numbers episode. 